Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Nintendo! Welcome 
Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat. I'm Jose Otero, and this is IGN's Nintendo Show. Coming up on Nintendo Voice Chat, we're going to have a spoiler-free discussion about the Zelda Escape Room uh, Defenders of the Triforce. After that, uh, Pear and our other guests are going to be talking about their hands-on time with Nintendo Switch. We're going to follow that with a quick summary of what is Nintendo so far charging for with their online service, and what do we want from it? And then finally, viewer questions from the question block. You're going to love it. First, let me introduce our panel here to talk about it with me. We have Miranda Sanchez. Hello. We have Pear Schneider. Hello. And we have James Duggan. Hi. Quickly, uh, James and Miranda, and ladies first, uh, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Tell folks a little bit about you. Hey, so this is my third time on NBC. I'm usually on for the Pokemon shows. Back for some other stuff this time. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you don't know what I do here, I host our anime show, so IGN Anime Club. Yay, anime. I talk a lot about anime. <laughs> and then I also help out on the Wikis team. Uh, I'm James Duggan. I'm an editorial producer here at IGN. I do a lot of PC stuff, a lot of competitive multiplayer stuff. But there was a time when I was a Nintendo fanboy first. Um, (laughs) I got a Nintendo 64. That was the first console my parents ever bought for me into a a GameCube. And I kind of split in a different direction. But I still own a Wii U. I still check out the occasional Nintendo game. And I am excited for the Switch. Your voice sounds familiar. Almost like (laughs) that announcer from that Splatoon IGN. Yeah, I don't know who that guy was. Or yeah. the, the script he, he had to read. I'm not sure what the approval process was for squitted on. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not something. We still use that against. Uh, we, we'll, uh, <laughs> I'll tweet the video out. Don't worry. We'll have some gift choice gifts to go with that as well. All right. Uh, so let's kick things off uh, talking about our, our sort of uh, experience. So we went over to see the Zelda Escape Room, Defenders of the Triforce. The four of us got to play this game together. Let's keep this spoiler free because some folks listening, you may be going to see this thing, right? So I yeah. think it's, it's just best to be as vague as possible. Don't give away specifics. But what do you think? Well, it's tough to talk about it completely spoiler free, but you have to, right? You don't want to ruin uh, any of the puzzles for people. But basically, it's a, it's a setup. You're, you're sitting in this big room with multiple teams. You know, we had, uh, I think we had six people on our team. Every team me, and my, my, yeah. my kids and, and some folks from Nintendo were on one team. And then basically they do this. I gotta say, pretty cheesy intro, right? To like the <laughs> Legend of Zelda lore and setting up the whole storyline. But then the puzzles were so freaking clever, like really, really well thought out stuff without spoiling anything. Right. Sure. I think the first few were really accessible and fun. But then as you keep going, they're still fun, but uh-huh. they get really, really hard <laughs> yeah. to the point where it's just like you have to think so abstractly mm-hmm. about what you're mm-hmm. given. And that's hard to do because they're not puzzles you typically think about That's right so it was a fun challenge for sure yeah you can i pay was attention in, to so many things yeah right? well, i was in miranda's group uh and we had we had a really good time uh i thought just uh it's funny because all of us kind of ended up on the same team but i feel like we've never done a group activity like that together yeah and so the dynamic turned into a lot of like trying to to find the best way to work together as a team and, tr- and you're not allowed to move around the room i can say that unless you're with your team yeah which is another major part of of how this thing works but I was really um, just taken by how, how like you have an hour to do it. Like I can say that too. And so like as time got, you know, as we had less and less time, you saw folks just like you could tell that there was like, oh, I don't know what to do. That you hadn't seen before. They're like Not five so minutes. Like, it, it was still polite, but it was definitely like you can tell like we were all just like, oh, dude, like so what tense. are we going to do? Sure. Yeah, yeah. What so was nice was there were these uh, men and women dressed up in all black suits with a little Navi uh, and she would come around and you could basically ask them questions and a lot like... Like Ocarina of Time, uh, you could 
basically kind of skip a part that you were stuck on. We definitely would have gotten stuck a couple of times had we not asked them. And they wow, you cheated. I mean, they we, that's what, you did, that's you what did there not for. do baby mode. They're there we for got you. almost oh, to the <laughs> end. <laughs> almost to the oh. end without baby mode. And he had babies on his yeah, kids. <laughs> very young children on mine. They were really helpful. Um, they were not as kind about giving answers up for that's our right. team, at least. They yeah. were very like, mm, no, you have everything. You should. You can figure it out. We're like, oh, wow. oh wow. okay. Hey. Uh, or, like, or, or she even thought about it. Like one time, I remember it was just very specifically, mm, mm, you have everything you need, and just walked yeah. away. I'm like, well, this is not Navi. Who yeah. are you? <laughs> so without spoiling anything about the puzzles, I think we can talk about the overall kind of narrative, narrative of play. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's okay? The yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it uh, is a parallel to the narrative, I think, of Ocarina of Time yes. pretty much to a T. You have this cool open world, which is Hyrule, and all the escape rooms I had done to this point are in a very claustrophobic little room. This was in a very large space. You could travel to... Um, you know, see key characters from the Zora, from uh, Even to the Temple of Time, and, uh, yeah, and, yeah. and it was Fokiri. it was really cool, and it it carried a lot of the puzzle elements from uh, the Zelda franchise into a real life scenario, and I thought that was really yeah. novel. Basically, they had one big room, and then they had a room adjacent to it with like almost like these kiosks for all mm-hmm. the different worlds, and you know, they're they're kind of concepts like the time travel from Ocarina of Time that's involved in the in the storytelling. And when I say it's cheesy, it had it was charming, right? Yeah. Like it was yeah. just really it. You can tell the people who made it not only know Zelda, they just had a lot of fun with the puzzles. Like yeah. the puzzles <clears throat> were so brilliantly yeah. close to what you would find in Zelda, but then really leverage like physical objects in the real yeah, world. Yeah, the props were really then, smart. But it yeah. is more like it's like the high school play version of Disney, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, yeah. we can say sure. that. Yeah, it like, was like the MMO version of Ocarina of Time. <laughs> right. Like, there's a there's a queue to turn in your quest for quest yeah. givers, which mm-hmm. ultimately led to our team's defeat. Um, we were in the queue to finish the yeah. final puzzle. You were in baby mode. Ran out. You, you lost oh, from whatever. the start. <laughs> we had to use our noggin a few times, and I felt pretty yeah. good about it. I think so. one of the most surprising things for me was how many props we got. Yeah. I, I didn't expect to be managing that many things. So mm-hmm. as we went on, like there's so many important things we got on like early that we had to like use later or we had to think creatively about. And I think that was probably one of the highlights just because they use so many things from Zelda lore that if you didn't know Zelda, you'd probably be okay. Yeah, yeah. You'd have a harder time. Yeah, but they do a good job in all of the clues of giving you context. And yes. it really is on you to make sure that you're reading and that you're paying attention to those things. Um, and I don't think you would be there if you weren't into Zelda. But if you yeah. weren't, I still felt like you got an understanding of, hey, yeah. This is a Kokiri. Hey, this is a, sure. a Goron. Um, yeah. And I thought that that inclusiveness was was really important. And yeah, I love the props. I thought the props were great. I thought some the of the costume stuff cool. yeah, was yeah, straight out of high really school, cute. but it was yeah. still well done. No, it was it was very charming, and like it was meant to make you laugh too, right? Like right. they they're it's not like they thought everything looked so amazing. They they kind of played off that mm. and made made uh, uh, made it just a really fun sure. experience. It when was, you got it's so clever, I mean, like I just can't imagine right. how you come up with some of those puzzles mm. oh yeah really some cool. of them were yeah really hard yeah. that's that's a uh, favorite part was the weighted boots that you had to jump into the pool <laughs> to simulate the water temple and walk along without any oxygen that's not it true was dangerous, <laughs> but i thought it really paid off i like that that's actually no, it was really all a lot it was all yeah. about a lot about using small props yeah. and, and your brain and at the uh, I, I can say uh, at the end they do take the time to go over the the solutions it almost feels like a lecture at the end they show you yeah. every solution because, and explain yeah, it because the yeah. teacher is telling you uh what what you got wrong on the test and this is a uh, can some of it can be perceived a little snarky but it, it's all in good humor i feel yes. like it's yeah. really really well done 
um, yeah, no, we, we had a great time. And uh, that leads into, uh, unless there's anything else to say about uh, totally it. Totally worth doing. If, it, yeah. if it's in your in your town and if you if you have a big group of friends, I think it's awesome if you can Go compete, with six it, people. Uh, yeah. compete mm-hmm. together. And then if you have an even bigger group, compete against each other. Um, that event really comes to life that way, I think. And the Switch was there, so that was a big plus, too. Yeah, and that's going to lead into our second topic for this week. So at this event, uh, surprise, Nintendo uh, brought out uh, a Nintendo Switch. And we were just there like, what? Like, really? Uh, And so uh, we're leading into the second topic here. But, um, yeah, Pear, Miranda, and Duggan got to play. So I've said my piece on how I feel about Nintendo Switch. Uh, I want to hear what you guys think. So I already pre-ordered my Switch as soon as I saw it. I was like, Zelda. I'm like, yep. Here we go. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. And yeah. right. Pokemon stuff. You're, and, and you're, you're willing sure. Pokemon into existence. Let's be honest. Yeah. So yeah. just in my heart, I know there's yeah. going to be something. Oh, yeah. Pokemon Stadium 2, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this was the first time I actually got to hold the Switch and like play with the, the Joy-Con. And I was so happy <laughs> because I was like a little worried because, you know, I already pre-ordered this thing. It's like, I hope I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is perfect. I have smaller hands. So the Joy-Con which is like such a relief because everything fits so well for me. Um, I don't be nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, for once you remember the Duke, you know how hard that was for a small girl to hold. I do remember the Duke. Yeah. But like thinking back to with that thing. Um, I guess like thinking back to all of Nintendo's controllers for their consoles, I guess my first one was the 64 and then I've had everyone since then, except for the Wii U. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think this is by far my favorite controller design they had. Yeah, like uh, one thing I was most eager to try was the detached Joy-Cons when they're not together. And it's just, I was playing Zelda and all I wanted to do, because I'd been fortunate enough to play the demo before at E3, was cook. Cause, so it's just like a really easy <laughs> thing to go find the ingredients, just yeah. like relax, get my fire going, you know, getting like make some gross things <laughs> i made i made a thing that was so gross that it like blurred out the oh, image oh, I yeah love that. it was I love so good um, but yeah while i was doing that i had like the joy con at my side and i was surprised by how relaxing that was and how it didn't feel unnatural to hold it that oh, you way you played it like that you yeah did the, like i was okay. like full-on relaxing because yeah. they were doing the demonstration uh for the joy con at the nintendo switch presentation they had mm-hmm. a while back um you know he had they jumped on the couch and were sitting all weird with the Joy-Con. It's like, I could totally do that. And it'd yeah. actually be kind of comfortable. Like, even though I would normally never do that. Cause of course you're like serious, you know, well, you people pose, judge you too. The pose. No. Yeah, people judge you if you're not in my house like this. <laughs> not <laughs> not my house. Yeah. Well, I mean like that's something you, you're not able to do with other controllers. Yeah. Like to an extent you could kind of do it with the Wii when you mm. had, it was, still, yeah, yeah. it was still yeah, yeah. It was still tethered. Yeah, you still could do tethered. jump rope though, which yeah. was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was still tethered, and so like having that freedom, and because it is just like a simplified controller, and they're small, and they fit in your hands so well, or at least my hands. Yeah. Um, it just was a different kind of state for me, and I and it felt good it. sliding those uh, them on and off the rail. Yeah, like, I was surprised how the handheld mode was because I thought it would be a little bit heavier, and it's a lot lighter than I thought. Mm-hmm. It would be, yeah. So. So I uh, I have I have bigger hands than you, not rock biter hands, of course, but uh, yeah, rock biters pair. Ah, yeah, pretty close. And um, I mean, just they they handed me the pro controller, play Zelda, and and they had a headset um plugged directly into the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, no, I want to play the system. I I don't think by the way they they were ready for that because you couldn't hear the audio when you're wearing the headset because yeah. you would have to replug it into the unit, right? So I took the unit itself and the the 
pla- the plastic, the feel of it is really nice. Mm-hmm. And you described this before. It doesn't feel like a toy. It feels like a like consumer electronics, right? Like a expensive piece of equipment. Um, it was it was lighter than I thought it would be. I thought it would actually be a little bit heavier than you know just looking at it, just all the the, the stuff that's in it. Um, but I I really liked the way the buttons and the sticks felt and everything. Everything was close together and it just looks really slick. I mean, you put it next to the Wii U gamepad and it oh, looks man. like it's from another decade. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. yeah. No, the, Wii U does look like a Fisher Price console. Like, yeah. let's be honest, <laughs> the shiny with lots it's of true. fingerprints. Like the closest thing I, I can think of was the original DSi g- uh, design. When Nintendo brought out the DSi, it had like this matte finish, right? Mm. If you I remember love that, my DSi. it was like the, the black so one. Good. That's kind of what it feels like, but it's thinner than that, mm-hmm. and it just—it's. Um, I mean, the unit—I can't say enough good things about it. It just feels. How did it really look good. on the on the screen for you? Like just playing Zelda off of a seven twenty six point two inch. Like looked really impressive. I mean, I was actually surprised when I was playing out on the TV. My game chugged a bunch. Like mm-hmm. I was expecting from playing the Wii U version at E three to now playing it on Switch. I thought especially since it was the beginning sequences everything would be like steady smooth but like it it was a little it was a little choppy not like can't play it choppy but noticeable for mm-hmm. someone who plays a lot of games when i played it on the little screen i actually didn't see it chugging so yeah. maybe you know the the jump down to 720 or or you know something happens it it just ran nicer when i saw it on there yeah. mm-hmm. and it looks really good i mean iPads and iPhones and Android phones are capable of some pretty stunning visuals, but you don't see the style of game done on them. You know, like the control set. For a reason. You don't have a controller that can do that, or at least that people are willing to have in their pocket as an additional device. Like, right? I think, I I think people are going to be really uh, impressed when they pick it up. Maybe you can try it out at a retailer and you, you look at Zelda running on that small screen. It'll look really nice. Yeah. With the Wii U gamepad, I felt that was really cumbersome to hold. And I just, that's Mm -hmm. a big reason I didn't get the Wii U is like I just didn't like playing with it um, mm. but I definitely don't feel that way about the Switch and the screen is a step up too right oh, yeah. The, like yeah. if you think of the DS and the Switch screen uh, the, the uh, Wii U screens they got some have little dots on them when you mm-hmm. turn them sideways you can see the the finish yeah is did you see that awesome. on this no no, it was fine, no right? it's a, yeah. it's different because you were the guy when we watched the Fallon video you were like I saw dots on the screen no, <laughs> I saw, no, I, 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 saw like, dots. I was a little worried about That's the sheen it's not it's not the same kind of glass display that you would get with an iPad yeah. right like like it's not that level of quality, but maybe that's a conscious choice because you do take it outside and maybe they didn't want the reflection to be as much of an issue as with the, the glass. Yep. Yeah, I think the resolution on the Wii U was a noticeable step down when you went into that handheld mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the thing that I was most impressed with. And overall, as somebody understanding the context of where I'm coming from, as a PC enthusiast and hobbyist who's built his own computer and is running games at 1440p. So fancy. 60 <laughs> FPS or more, maybe 120. We'll see what I can do on the benchmark. <laughs> I'm like I, I'm coming at this with a, a different pair of eyes, and I've seen things that I, I cannot unsee. And playing an FPS like Destiny at 30 frames per second um, is noticeable, especially at the start. Uh, but I have to say, when I picked it up uh, on that screen, it was 720, and and it's small. Like I think that was the thing that I I noticed immediately. I was expecting it to be Wii U gamepad size, but it. I feel like it was closer in size to this is an iPhone six plus, a little bit larger than this, but with, still with the controllers yes, besides. Yes, man. it's 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 smaller than you think it is going to be, or at least I thought it was going to be. And that is really exciting for playing Skyrim on the go. That's really exciting for maybe watching downloaded movies on the go. I think that that three hundred dollar price point for me becomes a lot more reasonable in the context of uh, basically a tablet, um, like kind of a gaming enabled tablet with this first party support. Because frankly, 
all that Nintendo has left for me as a gamer who is playing everything else on this machine that he's built expressly for this purpose mm-hmm. that's a lot more expensive than the other stuff out there is its first-party lineup uh, and the idea of playing Breath of the Wild. But I have not pre-ordered. I'm going to be playing Breath of the Wild on Wii U, mm-hmm. albeit uh, somewhat of a lesser experience still, I think, it's stylized graphics, and I don't think the performance is as noticeable. But mm-hmm. to that point, you know, we were playing a game that was extremely stylized, extremely reliant on the expression of vibrant colors, mm-hmm. not necessarily incredibly detailed. And so kind of I'm having a little bit of a flashback with the Wii U or the Nintendo Switch to the Wii U, yep. launching in between these console generations, barely able to run the current third-party hardware, and that's probably my biggest concern. But, uh. I mean, I think if Nintendo knocks it out of the park with first-party support, and great games, then yeah, you're going to see a return on investment. Yeah, I think that's, that's, every, yeah. that's everybody's concern, right? And like the the impact of a game like Breath of the Wild is definitely lessened by the fact that you can still play it on the old console, right? right like right. it's a yeah. it's a weird yeah. choice. It's the right choice for gamers to not say, "Ha ha!" Now you got to upgrade, right? Like it's great that they're supporting everybody. I yeah. like that, but um, yeah, I mean, my impressions. I was um, I, I really like the machine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, what's noticeable is it has fans and all that, right? Like you pick it up and it's warm. It's not like a DS. Like it's definitely has more oomph to it, more computing power than these devices. Like it's a modern console, like a Wii U Plus that's shrunk down to be very, very thin, very, very portable, still can play really beautiful games as, you know, evidenced by Breath of the Wild. But, um, but it's working for it. You can feel yeah. it when it's in your hands. It's got the it's when got it's the vents. Interesting. On it. uh, it's an interesting take on less is more because I felt like when we saw uh, Wii U in its first form at that E3 where they first showed it, um, you definitely noticed that it was flat. And it wasn't until they revised that Wii U controller, the gamepad, that they added all these handholds and they were thinking, yeah. "Oh, this will make it more comfortable." And it sounds like no one in the room really wanted or cared for it to be more comfortable. They yeah. wanted just a better a better experience on that pad in general. And I think that that's something that Switch so far seems to be getting really right on top of just this really elegant concept of, mm-hmm. hey, I'm playing my game on my television. Not anymore. And yeah. Taking it with you. That was you. the most impressive part technically it's, for me. It's fun, right? It right. So As somebody fast. who like sets yeah. up bays and you, you mess up one input or inputs like turn the computer on before you turn your recording device on and everything is messed up and you have to restart. The fact that you can just like modularly take all this stuff off of it and switch from one thing to the other and go from TV to handheld mode so seamlessly was impressive. The Joy-Con removing is fun too. It it was very smooth to take them off and very easy to do. Um, And the Joy-Con themselves feel really solid. They are not like... I, you know, I always thought of the nunchuck, right? The nunchuck yeah. is kind of the cheapest feeling thing I feel like Nintendo has done in a long time. If you think about it, right? It's this wired device. The plastic is, it has this noticeable seam on it and like mm. it doesn't feel that great and it smudges. You pick up a Joy-Con, you're like, wow, there's something in this. Thing. Yeah. You know, like mm. they feel weighty. Um, yeah. they feel really nicely designed. The well, thank God for not going with really the glossy good. finish. Like yeah. the finish that yeah. they picked was a good choice because yep. nothing drives me crazier than and picking up this phone or picking up, you know, whenever I decide to use my Vita or when I would use my PSP or even uh, new 3DS now because I have mm-hmm. the, the gray one, um, fingerprints all over it. And I'm just like, oh, like that's <laughs> such an eyesore. No. I don't like it. Um, but I, I, I will say, too, that I think that the reason this whole tour exists where they're trying to get as many people to touch this thing is because Nintendo believes the minute you're in the room, mm-hmm. you're going to get swayed by this thing. And it sounds like for the most part, we we all agree that this thing was better than we expected it to be. It was a positive experience for yeah. me. Um, I still have my questions about the system, but actually yeah. 
being able to to handle it and use it and see that it's not just a gimmick and it doesn't take 10 seconds to resync every time you want to switch things uh is good. <laughs> I was I was able to switch to switch to the oh pro controller <laughs> really easily too. So I you know after I played it in handheld mode and disconnected all the things to the horror of the people guarding the machine, <laughs> uh, put everything back together, put it in the cradle in, into the dock, picked up the pro controller and no hitch, just kept on playing with the pro controller. And the pro controller is very nice too. Mm. Like I really like that. Uh, it reminds me of the smoky quartz uh, N64, like the see-through. Yeah, you can almost see through look. the center. Um, yeah. It looks nice. It, it looks Feels very nice. un-Nintendo. You know, I wish I would wish for a little more color. I, as, as you know, I like it when Nintendo has the more colorful buttons on their devices, like mm-hmm. the new new 3DS, uh, the small one, for example. Yeah, um, or the GameCube controller. But it, but it the, felt really the good. The token example of Nintendo color yeah. Yeah. On, a, on a system. Yep. Yeah. No, it was. I, I like the Pro Controller, too. Everybody has those same questions as you, James. So, you know, it's like, will the software be there? you know how what will the games look like when you don't get like the the wind waker equivalent of a game something that's very stylized right Mm -hmm. those are all the things that we have to see in action still sure i just want to play zelda in my bed that's it that's all i want to do that's That's great that's (laughs) the idea of like being able to go anywhere in your house with this thing but you know that dream was kind of alive on the wii u for me it's getting on a train playing Mm -hmm. skyrim a game that was you know i know it's been what six years skyrim or something but still the idea of playing that very um graphically intensive game which now is not a graphically intensive game relative Mm -hmm. to other things but uh mobile is really exciting i think it'll look good on a handheld oh it's gonna look you know incredibly i mean it is it is an upgraded version from skyrim it looks better than the original release and um, I think once you have that on a small screen, again, like how many games on your iPad or your iPhone can you think of that have this kind of scope of a world like a Skyrim yeah. or Breath of yeah. the Wild would, right? Yeah. There's some really pretty games on iOS devices especially, but nothing of that kind of magnitude, I sure. think. Yeah. yeah, no, totally. All right, uh, so then let's move on and talk a little bit about uh, this next topic, which we're going to basically round up uh, and sort of discuss what we know of Nintendo's online services so far. Now, this is a, a hot-button issue these days because uh, right from the get-go, Nintendo said we are going to be charging for the service in the fall. It's going to launch uh, at some point, and in the summer, we're going to continue to sort of improve it. But in the fall, this will be a paid service. And so we want to kind of try, start to piece together, what are you paying for? Um, and a quote came out this week to help us figure out how much mm-hmm. it's going to cost. So right now, what we know about Nintendo Switch Online, uh, I'm just going to summarize real quick, and then we'll, we'll jump in because we need to talk about what do you guys want from this like so far are is what you're hearing what what uh what you want so free free presumably when the online launches they have not said uh, they have not made it clear if that's launch day or if that's in april when mario kart shows up i'm more inclined to believe the multiplayer online stuff will be with mario kart but the online e-shop will be day one right yeah Yeah. of course you need e-shop yeah but as for multiplayer there aren't many multiplayer games on the (laughs) switch yet that really Make Bomber me want to get it. Yep. Yeah, yep. like I, I don't care about playing online with Mario Kart. I mm-hmm. may or may not get Splatoon, yep. just depending yep. on how other releases for this year go on other consoles. Sacrilege. So, I mean, yeah, Mario Kart's a, a great online game. Like, I actually really enjoy yeah. it, but I can hear your point. And especially when you're launching with, you know, Zelda, like, there isn't a launch game that screams online yet. Right. Although and Bomberman being a, potentially an exception. That's very much a, that's a single screen multiplayer game, though, mm-hmm. right? Like, you, it is really the, the ultimate party game. Yep. Right. It's like a lot of these things. I'd rather play co-op anyway at home. So I don't really need that. And I guess that's also a big reason for them to have it free for so long because it's like, hey, we're not going to ask you to pay for this if we don't actually have the support for it. Yeah, it's the upsell and it's it's sort of try before you buy and then we'll we'll talk to you. So there's no Miiverse. We know that. Like Nintendo's made it clear that that online community is getting shuttered. Um, We know that 
some portions of this service will be paid. Um, and so service subscribers, uh, what you're paying for is online gameplay. You're paying for an online lobby and voice chat app, which we're going to talk about in a second. So many questions. A monthly yeah. game download and exclusive deals. That's part of what the what you're paying for. And uh, Nintendo president uh, Tatsumi Kimishima told the Nikkei that it's going to have an annual fee of, and this is in Japanese yen, but this is 2,000 yen to 3,000 yen, which is mm-hmm. roughly, at least by today's exchange rate, that puts it between 1760 a month and 2640, <laughs> or if the, the yen bounces back, between 20 and 30 bucks a year. Yeah, I think that's a more likely target. Mm-hmm. The yen is not, you know, they're not going to use the yen as guidance for, yeah. for the U.S. Yeah. price, but that's significantly cheaper than PS Plus um, and Xbox Live. Yep. Um, but it's uh, yeah, we don't know enough about their their weird support system. Like, what do you get in addition to online? I think one thing is in- interesting about this is that this lets Nintendo kind of um, gate access to voice chat for kids, mm-hmm. right? Like, you have to pay. So, as a parent, basically, you have to make the concerted effort of paying for a service that then lets your kid chat with people. But there are also all sorts of parental controls on top of that. So. Maybe they didn't really need that, but I, th- I think that was one of the considerations, yeah, but, too. But the, the big mistake, and this is the thing that we still don't know a ton about, is this smartphone chat app. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, what, what is going on? Like, why doesn't the system so do my, it itself? My take on it is That's the system the is incapable of doing it or will not do it, and so, you're going to need a paired app on a smartphone. At that point, like, why would I want to use that app for talking to my friends? I can just open Skype yeah. or Discord. Yeah, yeah so like the app will do more, though. The app yeah. will let you invite players um so let's let's say when you're playing splatoon there'll be a lobby in the app with all the players and then when you jump into the game you will only hear the people on your team and they, mm-hmm. there may be some other limitations where yeah, but even introducing the, the the smartphone chat app without making it clear so then what happens to game audio am i wearing two pairs of headphones <laughs> and then when <laughs> like, splitter. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, and then when the spec sheet for for the system comes out it says that the microphone port supports a headset and it's like, okay, well, it, this to me, from the beginning, the minute they said smartphone chat app, I said, they're worried about battery life. The minute this thing is 100%. going online and you're doing VOIP, you're doing voiceover during a game, you are putting some strain on that thing. And, and the other thing is... It's not a three-hour, two-hour battery life anymore. It's probably a lot less. The other thing is RAM. I mean, you'd look no further than, you know, a generation back where the PlayStation 3 could not do cross-game chat, right? And there were limitations with that because of the overall RAM of the system. Like, you need memory in order to run an application on top of everything you already do. And I think when Nintendo just kind of stacked up all the things that you could load on top of, you know, running already these games on the go on the small device that was probably something they would have they wanted to save and cut out and so they had the brilliant idea of going with um, an external app which is going to protect your your you know you you don't need to run anything at the same time you are uh, you don't have to tax the battery like you said and then also it limits chat to a certain audience right like a little kid can't accidentally stray into into chat sure it is not it's not an awesome solution like no. i'm not yeah. i'm not defending it i'm telling you no. why that's the why they go in that route but it's it's definitely a it's definitely a workaround yeah right? yeah it feels like it the one nice thing though is that if for some reason your chat messes up you don't have to open another menu on your game you can just like glance at your phone and see what happened yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, as That's opposed right. to like obscuring your vision or pausing somewhere in a corner and yeah. trying to do that you, like you can still kind of be in it like of course you're gonna have to like divert your attention a little bit but i think it's just like a very nice little thing yeah you have a second mm-hmm. screen so, you can mute somebody really easily too yeah. without having to do anything right. yeah. yeah so i have a lot of questions about the chat app as i'm sure we all do but i i have more questions in the context of this lobby system yeah and when they say lobbies i think of xbox lobbies i think of 
PlayStation lobbies. I think of lobbies in matchmaking PC games mm-hmm. where I'm inviting you to then come to a group with me and then we're queuing together into matchmaking, which is still not something that is prevalent in a lot of Nintendo games or yeah. any that well, I can Splatoon think of. Splatoon had it for, for, for one and it worked really Mario, well. I Mario, Kart Mario Kart had it, but, but one, it's yeah. not mm-hmm. something that they're known for. It's not something yeah, that true. I agree with you that they have uh, sort perfected. of advertised and sure. perfected. Even with Splatoon, there were times where, remember when it came out and we'd be sitting in lobbies going, when is this game going to start? It got, uh, it got a lot better and even Mario yeah, Kart you can be paired up with players who are not like, yeah. in the same range. And in Splatoon's yeah. Case, uh, sorry, just to help you out sure. here, uh, they did start with something smaller and then build on it and go, okay, mm-hmm. well, now you can invite a friend and then you guys will go out. And clearly, you know, if you're listening, this time around, that that can't be a thing. Like, you got to launch with everything that you can when Splatoon comes out in the summer. Otherwise, I, I just, I think folks will have patience for you to build, but they won't have much. Well, especially yeah. no, when no, you're not. charging a subscription fee. I yeah, think. yeah. For, once you get closer to fall. Kind of yeah. Well, then it becomes serious, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, Xbox Live was the first paid subscription uh, online service. Um, for for consoles and it it guaranteed uptime and performance and it was really good right mm-hmm. if you guys remember back in the days where this was not a commonplace thing you paid for Xbox Live but there was a reason for it yeah. um, before you got free games and all that kind of yeah. stuff right um, and Nintendo's service was not that good but you're like you know what it was free so nobody would ever complain yeah about yeah it, that right? was it you yeah I, I, I would rather have yeah. the latter I would rather be paying and getting good service than not have the option of having good multiplayer service but yeah. specifically with this chat app it, it's got to be smarter than I mean you mentioned this earlier but like TeamSpeak Skype Google Hangout Mumble Ventrilo Curse Voice oh <laughs> there's there's Mumble? 20 yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's so many Discord um, yeah Discord right Discord, uh, yeah. so it has to be smarter than that I want it to I want if I'm paying pretty much expressly for that and one other bullet point plus these free games I want it to be able to juggle a party that I'm playing with like my friends like you guys here and then maybe we go into a Splatoon server or a Mario Kart 8 uh, server and it to transition if I want if it's in my preferences to a match chat instead of just a party chat yeah. I wanted to know what game I'm playing and who I'm playing with and connect me with those people um, I don't just want like a you know ported VOIP app to yeah, I also want independent of what game I'm playing, just to be able to talk to anyone. That's something that sure. uh, I got used to big time with PlayStation 4 and with with Destiny. I feel like we would start, all of my, my Destiny friends, my rating friends, we'd start in different games. Everyone would get on and have some conversations, and we'd end up playing a game together, whether it's a raid or what have you. Yeah. But I, I definitely like the idea that if you're on my friends list, I can talk to you about anything because you're my friend. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have to. Like this is only Splatoon and Mario Kart has its own room. Yeah, if yeah. that's what you're walking into this with, I don't think that's going to go well for folks. Even if you are charging less than uh, your competitors, right? And I do also hope that this means that Nintendo is taking a serious step towards developing a more versatile library of multiplayer games. Mm. Cause right now we have like the few staples like with Mario Kart and mm-hmm. like Mario parties and Splatoon and uh, Smash Brothers. Brothers. Like, yeah. yeah, but I want more than that. Like if we're going to pay for a service, yeah. like, yeah, get us something cool. Like do mm-hmm. a new co- like Pokemon game. That's just on the switch. Like why not? Yeah. yeah look, cool. I mean, they're, they're Nintendo definitely has a strategy that now spans three platforms, right? You've mm-hmm. got your switch, you've got your 3ds and then there's mobile yeah, but and they are charge people for your 3ds huh? online. Sorry. No, but, but yeah. they're, but they are as that we not yet. Right. <laughs> Do you um, think that's but there are, I just don't know if 3DS online gaming is a thing. Pokemon right? kids would d- probably disagree based no, on okay, how many yeah, wonder they, trades are happening they, right now. No, that's
that, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. But it's it's a different type of online play, right? From yeah. from a Splatoon match or sure, Smash sure. or something. Yeah. But and then there's mobile, and they are working at on connecting the different experiences. I mean, if you boot up Fire Emblem Heroes, the first thing it asks you is what your Nintendo uh, account is, right? Yeah, totally. Like, and you log in, and I think that is the end game: is that you have this centralized identity that is on your phone, the device that every person who plays games has, right? Really, except for the the youngest kids. Even kids have phones now. And then you have your identity there and it connects everything else. And I think that's the end game for them. Yeah, but then the mistake going into all this, and this is probably the last uh, downer I'll offer, is when you talk about this thing, you should have made it clear from the start and had more details. Announcing it that way, I think, was became a huge negative for that presentation and yeah. became a huge question mark for folks that you still haven't answered. And it's what are we, a month away from launch? By the time you're listening to this, there will be a month away from the Switch coming because out. Oh, and because this stuff hasn't really been talked about in context yet. It sounds like an afterthought. Yeah. But they have talked about the fact that they will be switching to team audio and all that use kind that of stuff. Anymore. Right? <laughs> um, but, I mean, they, they've hinted at a couple of things. Maybe they know everything. Maybe they don't know everything yet. Well, and it is an it afterthought is an elegant, and they're behind, And maybe right? it is an elegant solution. And I do leave room for the doubt for them. I do. I, I've learned that, you know what, you can have your preconceived notions, but walk in and see what they do. Yep. And then walk out and say, wow, it was bad. Or, hey, it was great. Um, you have time that, for one more experience. question? Yeah, please. Games? Okay. Uh, I just want to question the wording of this because as, as somebody who's usually um, – Cynical and pessimistic, not all the time, oh, but just no. when it comes to you know that certain product. No, I'm, yeah, I'm not a squat guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to kind of nail into the wording because so my understanding of uh, a subscription, then you get free games as a as a plus. Oh. You were getting those free games permanently for the span of a month. But, yeah. Yeah. but uh. the text reads, subscribers will get to download and play a Nintendo Entertainment System or Super Nintendo Entertainment System game for free for a month. Yeah, yeah. So um, I just want confirmation that like, hey, if I'm if I'm downloading this game and I download it within the month, I have it forever. It's not a one. No, try. you give it you back. You will not. You have to give it really? back. You have to give it, <laughs> so, that's right, so weird. Are, <laughs> it's like, but what, how is that much better than a trial? I guess if you like sit down and like really dig into those games, no, it's that's cool. true. But at that same point, I'm just the like, one thing it does is it, it, they're trying to activate, and this is, this is the one, it's not even a positive, but it has to be said. Um, they're saying that, okay, an NES or a Super Nintendo game that will have newly added online play. That's, a, that's part of this thing. So if the month of April, it's the original Super Mario Kart. You now have a place where everyone who wants to play that free game, that now has a lively community because it's free to play. Yeah. But the idea that you then give it back is just something <laughs> that like, it, it just feels like it was taken from like the worst meeting uh, or the, the guy in the room who shouldn't have raised his hand raised his hand and no one said anything against it. It wasn't me. But <laughs> what, what, it, what it actually is though, Jose, is another return to the past. The, what Nintendo had with the Super NES was the BS Satellaview which was a system that was connected to your satellite. And, it, and they would stream events to your home. Like you could play a special version wow. of Link to the Past. Yeah. Right? That, by the way, it's like, it's tough now for those games to exist because it was almost like a television broadcast with narration. In some cases, you get games that never were, were never released afterwards and you couldn't play ever again. Yeah. So I think they're trying to create this kind of funnel m- mentality where, yes, for one month, everybody plays this Super yeah, Mario Kart game, right? Yeah. Which, or ice hockey, which I'd if, love to play. If they released like 30, 30, uh, up updated Super NES games with online play, you would, you'd have the entire community spread over those. 
it is weird. It is it is tough to swallow well, that. Then you give it back. I totally agree I'm with you, but I get what they're going like at. Nintendo history. But yeah. you know, you can't live in a bubble in no, 2017. No, right. It's the like, context. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is this is a this is a time when we're getting good free games for free for a service you're not paying for, like Origin. Yeah. Or you can go on Humble Bundle and buy some fantastic titles for a dollar mm-hmm. and get like five of them. So I, I think. Pick your battles. Yeah, they're yeah. trying to yeah. get out of that bubble, but they just really can't. Like they're like against the wall and kind of trying. Yeah. They're like almost over the line, but they yeah. don't really know how to get. Well, they've, and they've made some strides. I mean, I feel like the online experience on phones has been good. I've had a good time with them. Yeah. I know folks complain. Well, why are friends codes of things? I'm like, you know what's the secret best best way to add a friend in Mario Run? Tie it to Facebook. And yeah, you that's can the thing. Yeah. Not everyone wants to tie it. Like that was my big thing with me telling is like yeah. my twin sister didn't have social media at the time. That's right. That's and then right. we couldn't she's like the one person I wanted to play that's with. That's right. And we couldn't until they finally implemented those different yeah, changes. Totally. But, the, but there were options. There was like you can text and they can like grab an invite that way. You had Facebook yeah. as one way. You had um, your Nintendo. Uh, well, I guess the Nintendo network IDs never really pulled in your friends from other games. Yeah. So that didn't yeah. work out. Um, <laughs> Do you think God. Nintendo is just scared that if they make it sound like you can keep it forever that you then say, oh, what about my next system? What about like, well, I mean, it's such a weird decision. Mm. Right? I really, I really feel like it? the decision is this is, you know, this is a month. This is a good amount of time that they're getting getting this classic game that they are going to play and then they're going to like and then when they're done playing it they're going to pay another three to five dollars to unlock it permanently and at that point it's it just seems penny well, so, well yeah. then maybe maybe the flip side sorry is that okay you try it for a month but because you're a subscriber you're getting it at a cheaper rate versus right. someone who didn't so you'll probably get it at a de- discount it and if you'd like kind of consider that <laughs> it's, it's still lame i'd agree i agree sure, like, it's lame i agree I, I also want to consider like how much you're paying for the service too like mm-hmm. it is probably going to be i mean just from the estimates like 20 to 30 bucks a month which is mm-hmm. half a year know, anything yeah right. for a year yeah, excuse yeah, yeah. me a year um which is you know half what you could get for xbox live or yeah. psn so it's know. also let's be honest right the switch is not gonna have overwatch right sure. call of duty battlefield one like these big multiplayer communities around these highly played games right yeah. it's not gonna have they'll that, definitely presumably. build their own with smash and, and with splatoon and with yeah. mario kart but yeah the, the the big third party stuff is probably not gonna live here but but yeah so you may get a game from nintendo every four or five months or something but it is there is a much more vibrant community of online play on those other platforms and yeah. so like the 50 to 60 bucks yep. price point is a little easier to swallow and then you get two games for free every month and some of them are pretty good sometimes they're lame yeah sure. yeah no i mean it totally is agree. we need to know more about this plan it yeah. is i'm I, I don't like it the clock is I, ticking but to me it sounds like they're going back to the bs satellite view thing bs is funny right yeah, yeah. oh is it broadcast satellite but it like that BS. system of, of like something being this limited event that you partake in and so it becomes this excitement factor they played with that in splatoon too yeah. remember like you no, had and, these, and i'm all for their yeah, their yep. online experiences on wii u i thought we're getting there and i thought that okay you didn't have voice chat that's fine but i had a great time with splatoon i had my great time with smash brothers i had a great time with with mario kart and and I, I felt like even Mario Maker, even though there's some serious lessons still to get learned there, but there were strides getting made. And, you know, I want to see these guys succeed as yeah. we all yeah. do. And so, you know, you, you guys got to clear this up because, again, the clock is ticking on yep. us. I and, feel. and the announcement raised all sorts of questions and none of them positive. And right? no answer since. It was all worry. And like we still we speak and these weird little things are still fresh in our minds. And, oh, yeah. Remember that uh, this show is called Nintendo Voice Chat for a reason.
let's uh, let's move on to uh, the quick mentions. These are the things that uh, we don't have a ton of time to spend on because we do want to get to your questions on the question Ooh. block. So I'm going to run down. If you got something to throw in on this, please throw in. If you don't, feel free to move on. So uh, here's our first one. Um, uh, Nintendo president Tatsumi Kimishima, or as we affectionately call him, Kimishimi Yao, Shimiye Shimiya. <laughs> ODB said, on NBC. That's Very right. Interesting. Uh, said uh, at an investor presentation that uh, the Switch, uh, we uh, when they revealed the Switch, he said, quote, uh, we announced there will be 80 titles in development for more than 50 software publishers. But now that number has climbed to over 100 titles for more than 70 publishers. Please look forward to more announcements about the software lineup in the future. It's like an interesting quote, them putting out there, we're getting more games, we're working on this. Mm-hmm. Year one is not the end, the beginning, it is the beginning, but is not the end. Um, you thought this was important to include. They added 20 publishers and 20 games, <laughs> which is the, you know, it's the we're going to try this machine out story. I mean, it can be a positive story if those 20 publishers are big names and they're putting something unique and big on the platform. Dark Souls. But it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> Dark Souls, Please. for example. But it's, it's definitely everybody, you know, we get in what we got with, what we got with a lot of Nintendo platforms in the beginning. Everybody trying one game to see if they like it. And, uh, you know, if the, if the system sells really well oh, they're coming next back. month, then they're going to like it, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I just um, remember Stardew Valley is going to be on there, and we got really excited. That's right. Oh, yeah. So Stardew Valley is a, is a great example of a game that I would play more if it was portable. Oh, right. right? And that's well, I, I have to imagine that a lot of those are independent developers. Uh, that's, we, that's part of that story games. for and sure. And that's fantastic, yeah. because I think that really plays to the strengths of the console, especially in a handheld context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, next one. Uh, Nintendo canceled Project Giant Robot for Wii U. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of the gamepad games that the company showed in E3 2014. I feel that was the year that they were sort of, this was the rescue, the, the gamepad uh, E3 of Nintendo history. And yeah, this thing's gone. Um, I have played it. You have played it. Marty has played it. We can tell our great-great-grandkids we, we touched this game that never came out, I guess. history. Nintendo's history is littered with these kind of interesting tech demos that you get to see at a convention. And then you look at them, you're like, is that ever going to come out? Like, I, I you know, I <laughs> felt that way um even about what was the star fox uh, add-on mode the um was the the in star fox the the extra game you got with it oh uh like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Guard. Project guard guard yeah i thought mm-hmm. guard would never come out either yeah. but like um good to see that actually made it star fox on i it. always thought this would this was weird and yeah would disappear um yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. We barely knew you, Project yeah. Giant Robot. All right, so uh, next. Uh, there is Nintendo released a Super Bowl ad this week and an extended cut oh. version. Uh, we have a rewind theater coming up on IGN where we tried to find all the Easter eggs and all the fun stuff. You should definitely check that out. Um, I think this is a great move for great them. Ad. They need to sort of get full out there and say Switch is a thing and you should know why and this is a cool device. And it looked cool. The ad was cool. I'm just so glad it doesn't have anything to do with the Wii. No, yeah. Nothing. We in the moved titles. on. It, yeah. it did have a lot of uh, jumping around, though. You yeah. know, they did show a lot of motion control yeah. stuff in this yeah. ad. That's which good, though. I, but I was surprised. Yeah, people love that about yeah. the Wii, like yeah. the original Wii. That was a big thing. And yeah. I think it's great for them to focus that on again. But getting the name removed is so important for yeah. people no, for understanding sure. that yeah. it's something different. From yeah, I got, sometimes I got to remind Pear that uh, I know his kids don't like motion control. But like there was this one time we had a we had some, someone's uh, like uh, like an aunt or something was visiting with someone's nieces. And the first thing they said when we gave him a controller to play Mario Kart was, no, I want and they went Hearing like this. Bill, yeah, I was yeah. like, <laughs> really? I was yeah. like, and, and these are like eight, nine, ten year olds and I'm just like, My, man, I wouldn't have wanted that but okay, like when you play, here you go. It's like when you play Splatoon. And yeah. you're doing a list. Well, that's different. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a novelty too. Well, that's different. No, no, I, it's like, I, 
the Wii, I feel like as a brand, definitely people like, played it yeah. and they moved on from yeah. it. That's why I was surprised to see this much kind of like arms and, mm. and yeah. punching. I yeah. thought they would go more for Skyrim and NBA. No, I think they all fit in the same commercial. That was the interesting part, right? Yeah. Like multiple audiences. This is who we want to go for, which is everyone. Wait, that's important too because yeah. growing up, I always recognized Nintendo as being the family console, like the yeah. one where there is always something for me. Like it's mm-hmm. nothing's too mature, and I think that's really important because you don't necessarily always see that on Xbox and PlayStation stuff. Yep. Um, so next one, uh, Nintendo sold 1.5 million Famicom and uh, NES Classic systems. I want proof <laughs> that 1.5 million were actually made. I'm sorry, like I don't. <laughs> I don't they buy could have it. sold 2.5 had they made 2.5. Yeah, that's, uh, I you mean, buy one. No, because as soon as I saw them on eBay for like 200 bucks, I'm like, what is the point of this? Yep. Did you buy one? I couldn't get one. Did I buy one? I couldn't get one. You got one. <laughs> I've got several. You have I've proof several. that I've they had, exist. Well, I have proof they made three. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a week ago, a bunch popped up for pre-order. Like I saw it on my Twitter feed. I was like, ah, GameStop's got some up or Walmart or something. Yeah. I yeah, click yeah. on it. It's like gone. Mine were gifts. Oh, well. Two of them were gifts. Gone. One was mine. All right. uh, you got um, two? What is, I had, I've had three of them. Share the yeah. love. So I'll, I'll hook you up next time. That's I why it. it's Scalper Man here. No, That would be quite the scandal. That's no. Order Man. <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure you guys get hooked up uh, if I can, uh, if I see a sale or something. Uh, Wii U production is over. Uh, also, uh, we need to have our Wii eulogy. Are we going to have that? Sometime? We got uh, We got to have a little funeral. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wii U. yeah, we'll send yeah. it off on a okay. Viking funeral. Yeah. Yeah, put some matches on No that. more games. Um, <laughs> Zelda is it. Uh, another game for you uh, that's out today uh, as of this recording. Fire Emblem Heroes is out now. Um, funny thing to mention, uh, Wow Pear uh, shows you his <laughs> Fire Emblem experience, which has not been as positive as mine. Uh, you want to show him? Yeah, look, so I'm on the screen and it says, found you. This it's a cutscene story. It's a cutscene and then it goes, Anna comes up and goes, Drad, how did one of those Emblems get there, here already? Stand back. I'll take care of him somehow. Yeah. Take care of. Uh-oh. <laughs> and then it goes to my main menu. It crashes at, at the same spot for me every yeah, time. Which was weird because I've been playing since this morning. Did yeah. not have it to me. So, so I don't know. I, I'm yeah. sure I can skip the cutscene and get into the game. Yep. But hey, come on, man. Um, All of you can- so we got a Q&A with uh, the makers of that game. F- a couple fun facts real quick before we move on. Intelligent Systems led the development of that game. This was not Nintendo taking the reins. It right. was Nintendo and DNA assisting. Second thing, they didn't rule out that with all these Fire Emblem games that they announced at that Direct, that there aren't some sort of, like, how, how do these tie in? Like, will there be, like, you know, character appearances or things like that showing up in this game? They they did not say no to that. They just said they didn't want to ask, answer it. They have plans that they're still working on, which mm-hmm. I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, they, it feels like this whole push that Nintendo calls, like, this synergy with where when we put out a mobile IP and we have our other games of the same brand, that helps them out, like a commercial might actually be be uh, be an interesting strategy. Yeah. I mean, Mario Maker sold like two million um, from their financials. Just, just it's, it's a strategy too. that that uh, one developer in particular, uh, Blizzard, has been like. You play a Blizzard game, yeah. you cannot yeah. you cannot play Overwatch yeah. without getting incentivized to go play Here's the Storm mm-hmm. or Diablo or Three or yes. And it's it's beyond just like, hey, we also have this other game you might like. It's like, hey, if you want this mount that looks really awesome, or if you want this Genji skin that everybody wants in Overwatch, you literally have to go play Here's the That's Storm. So for annoying, games. but it is it. brilliant, and, and it. all of their games are um, marketing platforms for one another. You know, for for better or worse, yeah, it's a, yeah. it's. I mean, it's for, it's taken from many mobile publishers uh, yep. approaches, right? Yep. There, yep. I mean, you've seen that with companies that have repeat successes in mobile that cross promote through their different platforms. Yeah. Um. I mean, it'd be 
bad if Nintendo wasn't good at that because they are no. now on three different platforms and can can really connect them and push back. Yeah, and no, and it's it's funny you bring up Blizzard only because I was thinking about this recently, but I feel like Blizzard has tapped into Nintendo's strategy for Smash Brothers, where every trailer mm. for a new character in Smash for Wii U was a, was an event, yeah. and it was some of the mm-hmm. best marketing I've ever seen Nintendo do. Whenever I see a character trailer for a Blizzard uh, Overwatch character, sure. I just go, event. I get goosebumps because yeah. it's so well done. It's this own little mini narrative. It's really, really smart. Um, it's it's interesting to me because I, I wish more Nintendo projects were as well advertised as Smash Brothers. I feel yeah. like this last Smash Brothers games, they crushed it. Yep. And I haven't seen them crush it like that until the Switch, where I feel like they're getting a lot of that messaging and a lot of what this is right, but in a different way. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, and uh, Nintendo delayed the Animal Crossing mobile game. What? Not in this quarter. Oh, yep. Uh, we no. suspected as much. Uh, just thinking that we're just we're, talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and I were talking about this, but that hey, it's almost March, and they haven't said jack about this thing. Like, what's yeah. going on with it? It's, yeah, it's not. It's not of course, delayed, um, and probably going through a lot of changes. All right, so it is time for the question block. Uh, so the question block is a user-submitted question, viewer-submitted question, user. Um, and you guys write in. We try to answer them uh, within a time limit of four to five minutes, just in the interest of time. We like to be focused. But uh, we got some great questions from you, so we're going to go. Uh, first one is from uh, Charlie Gatson, good friend of the show. Hello, Charles. What's up? And he says, uh, so he wrote this email on the eve of the Switch reveal, and uh it makes a lot more sense now. And when he heard we were doing question block this week, he resubmitted it. But, you know, he's like, basically, the idea is what are your thoughts now on sort of the timeliness of Nintendo Switch's reveal campaign? Like leading into this thing, we had one video. Leading into that, we had nothing. And so rewind four months ago. We didn't have a trailer of anything that came with it. Software teases, hardware form factor, detachable controls. We had nothing. Fans and media alike were up in arms about the silence around it. What is going on? Why are they doing it this way? If they're launching it in March... Fast forward to today, no one is talking about their failure to communicate these past few months outside of the online stuff. I would say, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just had a segment on that. Uh, the opposite has happened. There's actually a jovial, positive vibe regarding the Switch all around the industry. Did Nintendo reinvent how to reveal a console and uh, we forgot how to praise them for it? Is his question. I think it's brilliant. I think that, um, you know, who's talking about the Scorpio right now? And that got announced before. Um, and I think that there's a cadence both with, I mean, we were talking about Blizzard and character reveals. Um, they really only reveal something if it's going to be playable next week. And that's able to generate this massive amount of interest in it and then execute on it in the same time frame instead of it becoming this like dissonant thought that you're no longer paying attention to. Mm-hmm. And as somebody who was marginally invested uh, or interested in um, the Switch, like it has worked. I've become asking more questions and mm-hmm. really more into it. And yeah. for me, I think it was a big win for them. Yeah, they've been they've been very cautious too. I mean, like if you remember uh you know when when Microsoft updates their their OS and their home screen and stuff they're like walk through videos and all that. Nintendo hasn't even touched that kind of stuff, yeah, right? Like, thing about the they're UI. like they're like wait till you get it. You know, when you get your switch, you'll power it up and you're like, "Oh, it can do this." You know, um it's an interesting strategy. I think they paced it really well. I think they they took steps and they had a very very clear goal with every step on what to tell the audience out there and um they they stuck to it. Now, that has led to some issues like the casual slipping that you have to pay for an online plan but not really knowing what that means right. and only getting this kind of looming negative of having to give back the game you got for free, right? That's such a big deterrent <laughs> though because they waited so long to show this off 
were like, oh, hey, cool, we're going to show you almost everything, but some really important parts we're not going to say anything about. Yeah. And it's like mm-hmm. this close to it. It's like, well, why didn't you say anything? I would say their presentation was far from perfect, though they did do a good job. Definitely waiting to announce something closer to its launch date is the best idea and I wish more people would do that like same with Fallout like we had it at E3 and they're like oh it's out this year Yeah, yeah. it's the greatest especially in the age of early access where you see a game built over the course of two years and, and no update is really exciting when it's all there mm-hmm. and it's all new it carries this gravity with it that, that some games and some release cadences just don't yeah, I thought yeah. especially with the Joy-Con, they did a really nice job. Where like yeah. we've known what these things look like, we've picked them apart. You've seen all these videos on YouTube um, and and from IGN as well, like kind of walking through, going like, "Oh, there are two buttons here that you can't see." Explaining it to those who care, but then you know, in the latest presentation, they take them off, they slide on the straps, they show what's in it, they do the ice cube demo, like <laughs> they do all this kind of silly stuff. That it was a magic think, show. It was but awesome. I think, but I think it would have been lost if it had been announced at last year's E3 three or something yeah. you wouldn't even think about it anymore right but now it becomes uh, it's still special and yeah. you, you you kind of it's fresh in your mind you want to try it you want to know what it feels like yeah no it, we definitely talked on this show before that you don't need nine plus months to sell hardware like it ain't it ain't a baby it, it doesn't need a long time to, to bake or to cook you just have to get <laughs> the right information out there that was a terrible thing to say <laughs> but uh but seriously i think it that ain't a baby have, nintendo, yeah, switch. nintendo switch <laughs> <They were> terrible. <laughs> and then you cradle like this um but uh no seriously i think that uh you know that initial video in august was uh, excuse me in october was was smart and we were talking about the timing for that thing and it showed you just enough to just say this was a portable and a console and then you saw in january they went all in and they talked about a lot of things they mishandled a few of those things total agreement um and they still have time to go where they can make more of that information available like i think that switch walkthrough ui video is probably a week away from happening there's no way they're going to wait till launch for you to see what that ui screen looks like simple though maybe they just don't want to i, th- I think someone right now is, is just working on all the graphics for that as we speak going i just need to get you this can out turn on wi-fi by yeah. clicking this by right, pressing this button maybe we call that sharing the joy it's like a little <laughs> strange they haven't mentioned anything about apps like netflix well yeah and they're not, they're not ready with them yeah yeah they're yeah. not ready yeah no they're that coming to be the story yeah it's weird that that yeah. was a part of the presentation just saying like hey later yeah. Well, you run the risk too of what uh, what happened, unfortunately, with Microsoft and Xbox sure. One, where they focused on the well, entertainment. That doesn't side. have to be a yeah. focus. It just has to be no, a no. Mention. But definitely, oh, that really needs. To be yeah. Mentioned. Because yeah, it is no, like a standard. It, it's, you know? it's, it's, let's not let's not confuse. All I'm trying to say is that uh, it, it is within quantities and within limits. Right. And I feel like that was an example where those guys took that message too far and hammered it home so much that first time. Oh. Where everyone walked out of the room and said, "Why am I buying this? Like, I don't yeah. understand." And that was an unfortunate thing because Xbox One turned out all right. Yeah. Well, let's see. The only it only does everything. Marketing was appropriate at one point to introduce people to the concept that you could have one set up box and you didn't need all these other yeah. devices. But it's so commonplace that it actually be- can become a detriment, right? Like, yep. and gamers go, "Enough already! I know I can get Netflix. Man, my TV has Netflix. Stop it, right?" <laughs> and so I think they, I think it. They said in the very beginning, we're not going to focus on this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we are going to focus on the fact that this is an awesome handheld gaming device that also functions at a console as a console and a tablet and has buttons mm-hmm. right like the moment you hold this thing you see how different it is from an iPad yeah. right it's not a tablet it has real sticks yeah 
No, and for gamers, those sticks and those buttons yep. are very important. And no play uh, buttons or pause yep. buttons for, for <laughs> video playback. So uh, next question comes from uh, David, who says, uh, here's a thought on Switch. Seeing as you can remove the Joy-Cons from the left and right of what is essentially a tablet, do you think Nintendo will release, after a couple of years, an updated model of just that tablet, a more powerful one, an upgraded version? Mm-hmm. Uh, and seeing as you have the docks and controllers, there's no uh, excess on that price. I- um, he, he considers it sort of the iPhone, iPad model of the iterating on the hardware. new Nintendo 3DS and 3DS I, model. Yeah. I would be curious because I don't really know in-depth hardware mm-hmm. technology. So I would wonder if it would be able to even dock the same way. Like if it's trying to run a different kind of tablet, if that mm-hmm. dock would be compatible or if it had the capabilities to run without overheating, sure. if they did upgrade it enough. Yeah. Um, so I kind of feel like if they did that, it would be like... It could make that happen. I yeah, think. I think they're very else. common ports, right? I, I they think they went with standards. Yeah, yeah, I think they went with USB C for that reason because yeah. yeah. it is sort of the fastest uh, sort of port today for streaming video for getting power through there. Um, that's why, like, if you look at like a Google Pixel, um, that phone is fantastic for using USB C and using fast charging at that mm-hmm. uh, on top of everything else it does. It, um, but Nintendo does have a history of, especially with their handheld devices. Yeah of iterating on them and of you know making them a little faster but i think with this they they may need to push a little more than they normally would you look at the new 3ds and you look at um the original 3ds uh xl whichever flavor you want they basically kept the the specs are pretty close to each other it isn't that far apart and you can make the argument well that's harder to, to maintain here's my thing nintendo has made it very clear for example they're experimenting with vr in the Switch patent, there is a head-mounted uh, display. Is that what they call it? HMD? Yeah. Uh, where you can basically take that screen, put it inside of a, of a display on your face, and be able to do VR. Now, I don't think Switch version 1.0 would do that, but I think an updated tablet could. But then you run into how splintered does this user base get? And I think that's something Sony's going to run into. I think that's something Microsoft is going to run into. Well, they, just like they're Apple already experiencing, right? Like, yeah. I mean, the PS Pro versus regular PS, already uh, PS4, people already, developers already have to code to different standards now. And the, certainly with the Scorpio, that's going to happen again. And certainly it happened with Hy- Hyrule Warriors on the Nintendo 3DS and the new Nintendo 3DS. Yeah, that's what I was about to say, is that yeah. that's already happening because, mm-hmm. like, I think the new... Fire Emblem game that's going to be on DS is only on new 3DS. Yeah, the so you Fire can't Emblem Warriors. There's yeah. a point. Yeah, and point. which I guess it makes sense because like I have an old 3DS. Oh, and it's cute. I got the Pikachu special edition. Right. So, She's never course. given that up. When, when change. Never ever going to give you up. So like while I've thought about getting a new 3DS, I hadn't really had the incentive to, or nor did I really think I needed to. Like I don't need it. And they, there are very few games that use it. So. Right. But then I was playing Pokemon, and whenever you play certain battles, like it starts chugging a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so like maybe that new 3DS is just that much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess they're kind of pushing towards that way anyway if they're yeah. going to just start releasing certain games also, only on think, the new 3DS. I think it's guaranteed, yeah, well, I think it's guaranteed yeah, I, that they're thinking of an upgrade system. Yeah. Sure. And if VR fits in, the Joy-Con already feel like the right controller for right. VR. Right. And it just makes sense in the modular nature of the console anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it would have to be engineered with that in mind from the get-go mm-hmm. in terms of the dock, but... I mean, theoretically, if you have good motion controllers, if you have a good pro controller, and if you have a dock that works with multiple tablets, why wouldn't you want, you know, you may be, like, wincing at this right now, the idea of having to buy this new tablet two or three years down the line, or maybe even four years down the line, but would you rather buy a whole new console with whole new, a bunch of different peripherals, have to rebuy controllers, mm-hmm. have to rebuy Joy-Con, or use the ones that you already have and just, hey, here's this old tablet, which, by the way, still totally works as a, yeah. as a mobile gaming thing, and maybe I can get two more Joy-Con and have that be a dedicated mobile 
um, device and then get this new tablet yeah. that is more powerful. But yeah, see, I like think the Switch are, 4K too, right? Yeah, so I that, would totally prefer that. Like if they just the, yo, sorry. That out. No, yeah, if they just change that out, like if that's your upgrade system, yeah. that's awesome. See, I don't think 4K will ever be part of it. And I've seen some folks like on the internet make the argument that, well, you could make a 4K dock. I think that at some point you have to pick what you're upgrading when you're the company making these things. And I do think at one point you run the risk of splintering that user base a little too far. Um, I do think that for VR to work, you're going to need stronger internals. I think so. But I think the minute you start approaching 4K, how much is that small screen going to really be doing 4K? Like, then you have to upgrade that screen significantly. Then you have to do a lot more. I feel like there's more cost involved in that kind of thing. So I I don't think again, it's Apple's model, right? Like the Apple iPads have different screen resolutions, and that's Mm. how you know just the clarity of the image was a big factor. How much those cost? Upgrading, but they're very expensive, right? (laughs) Uh, No, look, in two years, GM money. In two years, you can develop, you can release a switch that is way more powerful than the and switch for 300 bucks it's that's that's a fact sure. right yeah. that's how it and works it, it like goes, a ps3 was one 600 bucks right it oh, goes as far back to the n64 too remember that little like hood that you popped open and, and put that what was that uh, i don't even remember i was the, the little red oh, yeah. 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 yeah like so it's it's not new i, I mean granted, can't believe you that have to worry key. about an online user base and splintering yeah. it if but they oh. make me a Pokemon VR game. Here we go. I, sure it I'm is. down. I am so. Wanted, I will happily buy a new Switch tablet every know, three, man. four years. That's totally fine. Yeah. Go pixelated. Hey, you Pokemon Snap. Yeah. Pokemon. Snap. I can't imagine. I can't imagine I Switch feel VR. It. Yeah. Seeing how pixelated uh, PS VR is compared yeah. to like Oculus uh, or or Vive, and then imagining a a downgraded version of that hardware wise, it's like whoa. See, you, you said something pixels. at the start of the program that would help it make sense, and it would be stylized visuals. I think the more stylized you go. In VR, um, one of my favorite experiences on PlayStation VR is Res Ariax, mm, and oh, it is yeah. because it is gorgeous and it doesn't lean on realistic textures. It doesn't try to do a lot with that stuff. Instead, mm. it is you sort of flying around a space, and you're just showered in fireworks and in particle effects, and it's gorgeous and it's beautiful. And if you have a PSVR and you haven't played it, what is wrong with you? Like <laughs> this is the one you should be playing. No, but I think that that's that might be the saving grace for them is they go stylized Maybe. with a lot of in the environments. Pokemon in VR. That's right. Pokemon Snap in VR. <laughs> That's what I want. I just want. I could just hold my Pikachu plush in front of me and just hug it and pretend like I'm hugging in VR. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I like I'm so it. Happy. Oh. Oh man. Hair. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think it's in- inevitable that the system is going to get upgraded. Yeah. Like, and I, I don't, I wouldn't scoff at the concept of a, of a device that enables 4K streaming or 4K visuals on the TV. They, they can do more, like, they can do the equivalent of a retina display. So it's better for VR. I, I think mm. four years down the line, maybe. Yeah. I don't think That's next, next switch would, would go I can even see near the name of the you. console now. The new Nintendo Switch U. Ooh, the new Stop Nintendo. It. The new Stop Nintendo it. Switch U two. All right, we got time for one more question. Do, they could do a, a promotion. Bono will yeah. come out and uh, and sing. All right, so um, I like this question, uh, and this is an interesting one. Uh, so this comes from Robert, and he uh, wrote in with a different question, but he thinks this one's much better. So we're going to read it. Uh, the Switch's debut year is going to be filled with two really big titles, uh, but. You know, you have your big Zelda and Mario games are typically one generation. Metroid? (laughs) (laughs) And so (laughs) we did that last week. And so uh, you made me lose my place. Uh, So what characters... 
uh, what would characterize the second and third years of Switch, uh, Switch's life, given these two massive games uh, debuting in 2017? He wants to know what games are going to define year two for Switch, year three for Switch. This is thinking far ahead, uh, given that the Switch obviously hasn't launched yet. But what, what, what's, what's year two going to be like if year one is already Zelda Mario, Splatoon, Mario Kart? Animal Crossing. Um, oh, I'm glad you one. said that. There's one. It's a good portable yeah. game, right? Yeah, and by then, hopefully, the mobile app will be figured out. I agree with that. Smash Brothers. Yeah. Right? You think they wait that long? You think they wait till year two? Yeah. If they do, it's not a port of the original Wii U game, right? I mean, how could that be a thing? I wouldn't want it to be a port. Special though. edition. I, 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 don't, I don't think they'll do a brand yeah. new game. I think they loaded the last one with way too many characters. It's really difficult to do something truly new. Or they mm-hmm. do I some think, new characters, but keep yeah. most of what they have. I think we're going to get yeah. the Street Fighter kind of upgrade pack. Or the Mario Kart get, Deluxe. Like, yeah, where yeah. you get that. That would make sense for Smash Brothers. Hopefully with more playable characters than the Mario Kart upgrade. Um, so I our, think Smash is the year two, and I think they'll announce it at E3. And then you think they'll actually announce things at E3? Yeah, I, th- I think yeah, that's going to help yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, th- I, I think. Gonna... I was wondering if they do something similar to last year with their huge Zelda display, and they'll do like Mario instead. I don't think they can. They have a new machine, and they need to convince people that this machine is not going to disappear because they have they have Wii U colored egg on their face still, right? Mm. They need to they need White. to convince consumers that this one is here to stay. And the the way they did that back in the GameCube days. Uh, was to show Wave Race, F Zero, Zelda, Mario, like F-Zero. everything, right? Like they're but, sitting but, on so many franchises. Yep, it, they got to show some. See, but my thing too is um, Box yeah, Boy. Yeah, well, and if Year One is done, <laughs> which by all accounts, you know, rumors say Odyssey's mostly done. Yeah. By all accounts, Splatoon Two would be, if not almost done by now. Um, you know that they're already ahead of the curve on on software development and right. on getting things out on time. So if that's really the story behind the scenes here. You've got to tell that story, but I don't think you tell it at E3. I think you do tell certain things at E3 along the way, but we're forgetting. Every time we bring up E3, we forget Nintendo loves to announce things whenever they feel like it. Which yeah, that's, is that's Nintendo why Dr- I don't think they're going to do that much at E3, just because they want the spotlight to themselves. Yeah, I think they need the spotlight, though, at E3, and they do need to announce things. But I do think that a lot of year two comes in September, you know, gets announced in August. I think a few things get said um, at that presentation. I think the bigger part of the story that you and I talk about is third-party support and what are the bigger games the exclusive games the we're doing a game with ubisoft and this is what it is game yeah. you know? I, look i mean the retro game has to be announced this e3 it's gotta happen mm-hmm. and right? detective pikachu i mean it's been it's <laughs> oh, been yeah. it's been too long and <laughs> yeah. so retro's games got to be there and i do think that they need to do more franchise care they've got they've now taken care of mario and you know mario kart with the upgrade and splatoon with the with the sequel there are some core Nintendo franchises um, mi- missing that add much more breadth to this to the field, right? I mean, go go play Smash Brothers and just count the number yeah. of characters that you haven't seen in a new game in a while. So, I mean, um, we could see Body Harvest right Two here. from Rockstar North. You guys remember Body Harvest for the N sixty four? Yeah, well, that would be that would be a bad move. <laughs> yeah, and remember? plus Midway yeah. is no longer there. Yes, you know, who knows? I, that I would really like to see. I mean, at some point, I don't know if EA is just rolling this into Battlefront, but I always enjoyed Rogue Squadron, and I, yeah. I really do think that the Nintendo audience and the Disney Star Wars audience have a really large portion of the uh, Venn diagram shared, and I do think you could create a Star Wars game that wasn't necessarily like third-party created specifically mm. for the Switch, but was able to run on the Switch and maybe wasn't 
blowing your mind in terms of the realism in terms of battlefront but the question is you know would star wars fans prefer battlefront uh something that looked like battlefront i know i would but maybe there's room for this other maybe a little bit more I think, light-hearted i, I game. think you brought up a good point and just that star wars is a big brand they need too mm-hmm. like there's some brands you can't miss we've talked about that on the show this holiday star wars is the biggest film that anyone's going to be talking yeah. about right like that's that's already set in stone yeah. i don't think there's a single film that will touch it you have to have a Star Wars game this They might think that Lego Star Wars is enough, which, of course, they're always going to get. But, um, mm. yeah, look, I mean, the the X Factor 5 guys, I'm sure, would be happy to oblige with <laughs> a collection <laughs> with upgraded visuals of the original games. Um, they might but, actually have one lying around. Yeah, Never might came actually out. be sitting around <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> I um, wonder. But, you know, like somebody's got to put the rights approval stamps down and, yeah. you know, who knows if that will happen. The LucasArts story certainly is complex and fragmented. Yep. All right. That is it. Uh, We have answered all the questions. Uh, Thank you so much for emailing us and letting us know what you think. Of course, if you have a question you want to email, email us at mvc at IGN.com. We're always interested in not just hearing your feedback, but in your questions, which we can read right here on the show. Um, So thank you for watching Nintendo Voice Chat. We're a weekly show on IGN. And thank you, Miranda. Thank you, Pear. Thank you, James Duggan. Twitter handles, please. At Havoc Rose, and it's Havoc with a K. What? Yeah. Say that again. Havoc Rose with Havoc oh, with a K. Havoc Rose, that's right. Yeah, you follow uh, her. Pair IGN, <laughs> super easy to spell. Mm. Mine is not super easy to spell. Thuggin Duggan. <laughs> you can just Google image. Got, how old were you? I got you verified you with that, and now I can't change it. But uh, Really? He... <laughs> H-U-G-G-N-D-U-G-G-N. You guys all fail the marketing game. I know. Well, it's I guess bad. mine's better. Mine was IGN. made when I was like 13. Mm. Okay. And I just never changed any of my so then, handle stuff. Got it. I just, all good. just streamlined. So were, they, like were you cool. thugging thugging on the block? Was that how this happened? Yeah. High school. Okay. Apparently. Wow. I don't know. It's the only <laughs> thing my last name rhymed with, apparently, which is totally not true. What's Havoc yeah. Rose based on? Not on the X-Men character or anything. Nope. Right? No. Just Gamer test? General? There you go. Yeah. Like, just, nice. What's like your name based on? My own. Uh, I am uh, Jose underscore Otero on Twitter. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back next week with more Nintendo Voice Chat.
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.